Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of the greatest movie ever. We have got a little bit something different for you today. We are back to talk about one singular movie. I'm, I'm sure we'll probably tangent onto something else at some point. But we are here to talk about a film chosen by Resident Man. I don't know what to call you, Resident Man? Resident the Resident Man. Uh, it is double A Ron, and he decided to ruin our lives by picking the film. What was the film you chose? Toy Story Two. <laughs> oh, oh, well, we've got it's wrong notes. Love me. <laughs> um, Highlander, 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 and Deccan only be one exactly. is it there can be only one i always mess up it's there cannot be only one right there can be only one that's the tagline it's either that or there can only be one it's be only one oh, see sure, you later. Pretty... <laughs> he's had enough he, he's done so jared and i <laughs> are gonna talk it. about highlander without aaron you misquoted um, it now he's left yeah, like, come on, Aaron. It is there can be only one, right? That's the tagline. Yeah. Or is it only be one? No, there can be only one. There can be only one. There you go. And so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about the film, some of our favourite parts of the movie, and some random quotes as well, because there's a lot of them. Um, for anyone that hasn't seen this film, it's got a lot of Queen in it which i'm sure aaron from his music background can talk a little bit more about if you don't know who queen are i mean if you don't know who queen are why are you listening to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> just like go down low go listen to queen like <laughs> go listen to queen <laughs> uh, so yeah thank you for joining us and sticking with us and waiting with us as we uh release this episode so Without further ado, let's get into Highlander. Aaron. So, the the main reason why I picked this film like is, it was a film that I was shown at like a really young age, and it was one of them that just stuck. Where I've just watched it a million times, and um, I mean, I've got like, it's it's, it's an ultimate guilty pre- uh, guilty pleasure for me, really. Like, I keep I still watch it, and like. I enjoy it, where I guess uh, you guys might have a different opinion, but I'll go through the plot, and uh, we can pick it all apart. I've made some notes. Oh, um, we I've... will be picking it apart. <laughs> I've got some notes <laughs> on the dialogue, the soundtrack, um, but yeah, let's go Let's go from the beginning. So, the best part, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So we've got... <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> We've got a crawl. We've got a Star Warsy um, bit of text on the on the screen, which Sean Connery reads. Um, it's from the dawn of time. A load of stuff about Highlander, who they are, and then it ends with um, no one's ever known we were among you until now. And then it burst into the first Queen song, which is Princes of the Universe, which I will express my unpopular opinion on this it's actually like probably my favorite queen song that i've always thought it's uh 
a brilliant, brilliant song. And that, that's the one saving grace about this film, if anything, is the Queen soundtrack. Can we uh, talk about Queen for just a moment, then? You're yeah, saying that's on. your favourite Queen song. I, I've always said, right, he, he, I know this is unpopular, but the way the structure of that song goes, I think it, I rate that more than Bohemian Rhapsody. As people say, like, oh, like the, the key change in Bohemian Rhapsody, but Princes of the Universe as a single is so good, so good. Um, and maybe it's a bit lost in this um, soundtrack because I don't, I don't even think it's on like a greatest hits or anything. So I, I don't think many people would have heard it outside of this mm. soundtrack. Um, but it's, it's, it's definitely my favourite, I'd say, yeah. Jared, what about yourself? Queen. What's your favourite? Are you a fan of Queen? Do you like Fred Mercury? Yeah, I, like, I mean, like, who doesn't like Queen? All right, what's your favourite Queen song? Oh, oh uh, probably <laughs> Live Forever. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm not talking one? just from this film. I'm talking about in general. Nah, honestly, I'd say yeah. I think like Bohemian Rhapsody is like one of the best ones, but you know, like I think I think it's a bit like Abba with Queen, though. You know what I mean? Like the like I really like, band. but there's if you hear too much of them, you're just like fucking Queen, man. Like I've got like a yeah. Unfortunately, I've got a bit of a hatred for Queen because when I used to work at Tesco, it would just be fucking Bohemian Rhapsody always playing <laughs> on fucking greatest hits five times a day. I was like, I don't fucking like Queen anymore. That was like and... me and the Guardians of the Galaxy tra- soundtrack. Oh gosh, I got. I mean, we're six minutes <laughs> in, and Jared swore seven times already just talking about Queen. So I can't wait to get further into the film. Um, <laughs> just to say, my favorite Queen song is "Tie Your Mother Down." But there Tie you go. Down, I mean, then Crazy Little Thing <laughs> called "Love," and then another song that appeared in this film, "Hammer to Fall." Yeah. So you know you what go. though? I've said like um, they are a greatest hits band, but this is their. I, I honestly think like this is the best album. Um, I mean, not, not at the opera is all right, but um, it's got so many. Each one of these songs, like, it literally says the plot of the film. <laughs> you could listen to the album and it just says, like, the plot of the film. Like, it's so funny. Um, but it's also, a quick fact, it was the first record I ever bought. I bought this along with uh, Highway 61. Um, so, back to the plot. It's directed like I said, by... best part of the film, the Freebirds. <laughs> yeah, it's directed by I'm... Russell uh, McCarthy. Or something like that. I, 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 I give him a quick like look up, and I think the only other things he's done is like Resident Evil, like two or something like that. <laughs> 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 he's, he's done like really like obscure bad films, to be fair. Um, and this is one of them. <laughs> so starts off with the camera fading into this wrestling ring. This is the best bit. The the fabulous three birds <laughs> and Michael Hayes. I, I was like, yes, it's peaked already. <laughs> I was listening to this. I swear they've just like copied and pasted like the apocalypse now helicopter sound like on this scene as well, <laughs> and just put it over the scene um, as like the camera is like this helicopter. And then it like obviously it pans to uh, the the main actor Christopher Lambert. What were your overall thoughts about Christopher Lambert in this film? Fuck <laughs> me! <laughs> what <laughs> <is> <laughs> me? 
right, first of all, that has to be the shittiest fucking beard I have ever seen. <laughs> well, I understand he's like medieval, but fuck me, like he's just ugly. Like that beard is ugly. Yeah. I mean, I think some of the acting I, I I've always had the theory of this this film where I swear that they only added like the French bits in like to get away with the accent. I'm yeah, sure the, the weirdest accent in the ever. They don't make just sense. The fucking accent, like what? He's, he's like, is he French? Like this he's dude French. French. He's yeah. he's French. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, yeah. though, like he's a bad French actor. Like you know, when we're talking like Leon the Professional. That is good <laughs> French acting. This is bad French acting. He's all that Leon, like the fucking average Joe. Um. Yeah, I, I always find it funny how they've got like a French guy playing a, a Scotsman, a Scotsman, and they've got a Scotsman playing a Spaniard as well. Like, so. Yeah, that was literally one of my fucking main points. Uh, <laughs> why cast the Scottish actor to play a Spanish actor and cast the <laughs> French actor to play a Scottish actor? And cast Krusty Krabs is um, the main villain. And he doesn't try. He doesn't try not to be Scottish. He just... Yeah. He's there for that picture. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, so, another thing thing when we get, like, when the, the camera pans to the Christopher Lambert, is what I noticed when I was doing these notes, is, like, the first of a million flashbacks. There's oh, so many flashbacks. flashbacks. There's so many flashbacks. And this one just shows the Highlands. So, so it's not, like, a, a longish one. Um. Has... I think it would have been better in order. Like I would think I would have enjoyed the film in order. Yeah, probably so, you know. Like probably like started out in like Yeah. Yeah, like um... I didn't I didn't the end the start doesn't fucking make any sense. Like I'm five minutes in. I'm why like, is he watching wrestling? What's going on? Why why is he watching the three bits? I don't know. I don't know why they're there, I don't know. But this is where we get to, so like Is this like triggering his flashbacks? I was fighting once. Yeah. He's gone fucking thousands of years into the fucking future, yeah? He's been through fucking world wars. Why the fuck is he going to a wrestling match? Are <laughs> you seen it all? But he hasn't seen the wrestling match. This was one of my favourite bits in uh, the movie, like the next oh, the next God. part was we get the first first glance of like our first sword fight, and I, I always I always find it funny with this because like everyone says how bad the uh, choreography is in like uh, A New Hope, for example, with Alec Guinness and and, and uh, Dave yeah. Prowse, but oh my God, like I can't compare like any other sword fight to this scene. Like it's insane. Like as like I mean who's the other guy he's fired? No one knows. No one knows. Look, but the he's one just thing like... I the one Go thing on. I don't understand is he loses his sword mm. and then he's hiding Christopher Lambert. Not fighting at all. And this other guy just starts doing backflips. Yeah I know. <laughs> My notes literally says, you double backflip got me howling. So I, I was pissing myself too. I think it's from, I think the director's like, 
Uh, like, <laughs> like, oh, there's, there's not enough going on here. There's not enough going on. Uh, do the Blade Runner. Do the Blade Runner thing. Like you know, like the girl in Blade Runner that starts doing flips, like in that. Act. I feel like he's watched Terminator and be like, yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, give me, give me <laughs> that, give me what? that. Like, give me, do Terminator wasn't even out when this came out. The guy, the guy they casted as well to do all those flips. Like you could just not imagine him like <laughs> fighting at all. Anyway, to to see him do that. Oh my god. Um, he's definitely unique, though. He's definitely unique. Um, if that's the word like, you want to use, yeah. <laughs> and the, the whole like emphasis on like the finding the swords, like you say, and hiding them, and like the, and it, it, it's so weird. And yeah, because it just randomly just throws it on top of the light, doesn't it? And just runs away. Like it's not going to get vetted the whole thing. Yeah, I mean he's. <laughs> His head pops off, off as well, doesn't he, when he gets hit? Like, his head chops off, yeah, that was yeah. fucking... And then, like, you see, like, these, like, Palpatine effects, like, as he, like, gets the force into him, like, as he's, he's absorbed all this energy in, like, his best, like, impression of Jesus. Uh, Jesus yeah, like, I didn't get it, like, when that scene was happening, was, was, was that leading to a flashback, or was he going back in time? Because like I didn't understand this. Like in my head, I was like, "Is he getting teleported to the past?" Well, or like, me, like, I mean, like you, you, you see, like with heroes or something, where like Silo, when like he used to kill people, the bad guy. I mean, he used to get more powerful like each time. Right? And I always thought that with Highlander, but I don't know. I don't think that's the case. I think they just. Well, we know we don't know what that bit is until later on when Sean Connery tells you what that bit is. Yeah, which I'm yeah. sure we'll get to at that point as well. Like I know, like, I know, I know films. it's one of Aaron's favorite lines. Like, new films like spoon feed you, but sometimes you actually need a bit of plot before shit happens. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. The like, worst part is fighting. Who the fuck are you? Who's this main character? The worst part is, though, this guy definitely sounds like he was in my script writing class because the thing with our script writing degree, basically, at the start was you need to grab them, grab their attention straight away, and you want to obviously, like, show it, not tell it. So, literally, just go batshit crazy at the beginning and just see what happens. It is. And it you've got to give him that, that. That's what happened. You but... gripped me for the wrong reason. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I... <laughs> I feel like this is like this could be like a five-hour cut film, like you know what I mean. He's like cut it into like there's just so yeah. much to it, so much to it. The McLeod oh, yeah. cut, literally um, right. I've I've literally put pacing is awful, <laughs> it's rushed yet also too long. <laughs> like how is that possible? I get you. I, though. I, get you. I don't know what you mean, but like some scenes are just so rushed, and then other scenes are just like. Fuck me, move on, like. Right, obviously, after that scene, we flash back to where they're in yeah. the islands and he's there with his brothers and whatever. It's and then he comes out with this, like, literally all of these lines are in this scene. Yeah. I peed in my kilt was one of them. I mean, you've got them in war bagpiping. I'm sure they probably did that back in the day, so fair enough. But they're just walking to war bagpiping. And then. The best line and probably the acting of the century is when he's just walking through the battlefield, everybody's fighting, this and he goes, They all run away! No one will fight me! 
who will fight me? Fight me! Fight! And he's just grabbing people. Fight me! <laughs> oh my god. They all run away! Um, he's seen by scene. It just doesn't make sense. It's like, um, like it's slightly later on into the film when he meets that Rachel character and she's dead young and he's, he's shooting at the Nazi. It comes out of nowhere, this scene. So he's just in the war. There's Nazis after this little blonde girl. He shoots the Nazi and then in the next shot, She's like in her seventies, and there's no reason why she's in the film. Like, there's no reason why at all. Like playing his secretary as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we go, we're going to Scotland. It's 1536, the MacLeod battle, um, and he's leading his brothers into battle. And this, I think that with these lines, what you're saying, I think this is where like. He's, you first hear like this Scottish accent. It's so bad, like so bad. That Me woman too. who's in everything pops up as well. Um her she's in Phantom Menace and she's in like loads of other stuff as well. It's just it's just brave art at this point. Um <laughs> but but we do see the villain as for the first time, the Gorgon, Mr. Crap. In, um, From uh, Shawshank. Yeah, he's he's in Clancy Brown. He's it Clan, Clancy's uh he's had a great career to be yeah. fair. Like he's ne- he's normally in like one episode of like a long TV show. Like, he's in like Marvel Agents of Shield, Mandalorian, and things like that. Um, what do you th- what do you think of the villain? He's got the best line of the film. Yeah, he has. He's, he's a bit he's rare. He's, he, he's, he's a bit yeah, Tongues out. A lot. Yeah, but the worst part is, though, he isn't like that at the beginning. He just all of a sudden goes through a random change in the last act. It, he discovers and starts God. doing that to, like, a priest. He's all like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like they, they started the film with a different plot, and then they're like, right, you're going to become a bike <laughs> dude now, and you're going to be fucking hardcore. What as well with this film right is like i remember like when i was younger like i used to talk about it and we like if you take some of the lines of dialogues like they use lines of dialogues as if they've like made these like amazing lines like i don't know um like luke and my father something like that that's so powerful like he almost looks at the camera and says like it's a kind of magic which is literally a queen song which is the queen song um, but the biggest one they do is when he's walking in the church, he's like, it's better to burn out than to fade away. And it's it's just a Neil Young song. Like, it's just like they've not made that line up. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Rod up song. Like, I, I um, don't understand. Like, I feel like they think they're cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, yeah. Why, I, well, I don't, why are we in America? Like, what is the reason... From going from Scotland to America, like there was no need to be in America. Mm. Couldn't they just, just film this film in like, Aberdeen or something and let it be? <laughs> maybe, Aberdeen. Maybe. <laughs> so we've got Connor just stood in the middle of this battleground um, <laughs> at this point, begging people. I thought Connor is stood in the middle of the <laughs> battlefield, shouting, "Fight me! Please <laughs> fight me!" Begging, begging people to fight me. <laughs> And then I put worst shot in the movie question mark. 
probably at that point where he's begging people to buy him. Um, <laughs> as he's struck down, and doesn't he say at that point there can be only one? Which would... I don't know, I'd, unless obviously I missed that. But I'm sure he says I at that the point there can be only one, and it's like, it's like yeah. he's not even a, he doesn't even know he's an immortal at this point. Um, but yeah, the the flashback ends there, and then you just see pan to him like whizzing around in like um his little Porsche three five six, and um then he's then he's pulled by the cops, and here's where the next dialogue begins. Because I, 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 you know what I'm talking about here with the the cop. Dialogue. Well, you've got you've got your favourite line coming up, but just before that, there's like the weirdest line in the whole film, and it just goes completely under the radar. So the character of Brenda comes in. We're introduced to the character of Brenda at the at the crime scene just before, obviously, we go back to the police station, mm. and the policeman just goes, "You look pretty, Brenda." <laughs> 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 what is that? Like, you look pretty, Brenda. Oh, it's amazing! It's amazing. Yeah. So she, uh... no, and even like as well. I I noted down here as well. There's a flashback for about 15 seconds where he's just dying. He's dying back in Scotland, and then he just cuts again. It just cuts again, <laughs> and then yeah, you see Brenda. Um, this detective checking out this dead body, and she finds his sword. <laughs> it's a million dollars, apparently. <laughs> Someone just sees his sword. It's like that's a million dollars. That sword, and then everyone in the new movie knows it's a million dollars. Like you, you like you policeman would look at a sword and be like, "Oh yeah, that's a million dollars sword." The price of sword. <laughs> How could you not know that? <laughs> I just found that hilarious. But uh, so yeah, they take him, they catch him, and they're interrogating him. And this is where um, my favourite line of dialogue in the movie comes in. This, yeah, this scene is the worst scene in the whole film. Like we're talking like the room dialogue. Like this, yeah. this is when I wrote down pacing was awful because like yeah. they're interrogating each other, and normally an interrogation is a bit slower. He is literally fucking shouting at the detective. Bro, you're going down for murder. What the fuck are you on about? Don't get me started with that. Like, uh, you go through that bit, and it, but at the end of it, when obviously he does it, he hits the police officer, then just walks out of the police station. Yeah. <laughs> you just hit Sin a cop. You just hit a cop. Like, why have you made him an asshole? I'm going to like this main character. But the whole film, I'm just like, you're a prick. Like, you, just because your, your bird died like 600 years ago, it's not my fault. Yeah. And, but come on. and and we're hit with it. Are you a faggot, Nash? And then he replies, why are you cruising for a piece of ash? Ass. Um, <laughs> what is that? Like, what is that? And then like, like, you put him for a piece of ass. Yeah. <laughs> but, You're cruising for our bruising. We finally get like uh, that the start of the next Queen song. Uh, Just in the bottom. you know, like also left a man's decapitated body lying on the floor and it's his own severed head. We have with a head with no name. I know his name. 
Here I am, which is in the song as well. Which that that little uh, that, the head uh, with no name. I put a note of that because like, wow, did oh, these guys say the head with no name? <laughs> Can I just be honest about the Queen music? Go on. I don't see why Queen needed to be involved with this film. Well, <laughs> I've got a story about that. So apparently. This is how, how I've heard it, how factual this is, I don't know, but I've heard This it. is what I heard from Brian. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is um if if you don't want it to be like quoted as real, just say in Minecraft. <laughs> in Minecraft. So this yeah. is what I've heard. So apparently Freddie in was, Freddie uh, was a friend of the directors at the time. And yeah. he this film was literally like done. 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 Yeah. It was like he, he's done. done and uh, no, like he finished it. This this director, and he's like, oh, like I've just finished this film, Highlander. I'm so excited about it. Like, you you need to see it. So he took Freddie to see it, and Freddie was like, this is amazing. This is this is incredible. Like he was so blown away. So Freddie was like, I want to do the music, and then so the director's like, oh well, he can do a song or whatever. And then Freddie's like, nah, I'm gonna do it all. I'm gonna do the whole soundtrack. And then that's how. Like they got them to do the whole soundtrack in apparently because Freddie was such a such a fan of this amazing film, obviously, which has sold for years. I feel like that's kind of like how the dude got cast as the main actor. Like, yeah, I feel like probably. I genuinely not even kidding you. Like if, what if we're saying this is like a three or four out of ten? I actually think a good actor, like a solid actor. Could have put this up to a six. Listen, because like, they I think this one, like, I ain't doing that cheesy one-liner. We're doing it this way. I think the story in this film is probably a ten. I'm not even joking. Like, I think the story is incredible. Like, oh, I agree. I think it is a it, really good story. It's just in the wrong the order. So bad. And really bad actors. Yeah, like if and the music is right, out of place. You are. The music is out of place. It doesn't yeah, like, feel cool right. Yeah, it's out of place. Everything's but it's just out like, of place. Why is there a random Queen song here? Like, what? Everything's <laughs> out of place. It, do, it doesn't fit like the Bee Gees does to Saturday Night Fever. Oh, no. No. Um, But, yeah. But, so, that's the Queen song that hits. And then it just blasts into the Gorgon. Uh, just driving, uh, driving awfully through the <laughs> just with his scar on his neck and his tongue out like on his own. <laughs> and he checks into his room and he's got like this Kylo Ren sword, like I would burst out, which I definitely think they got the idea from for Kylo Ren sword and lightsaber. Yeah. Um, and then you just hear, Hi, I'm Candy. And then he replies, Of course you are. <laughs> Like it just doesn't make sense. Like I feel like if you're like a thousand years old or whatever they are, you wouldn't act like this. Like I feel like you've like like he's acting like he's from the eighties and he's like, Oh yeah, shag hookers all the time. Like mm. what one about like you literally bludgeon people like Yeah. Why don't you have enough money? Like invest your money. Like what you do is yeah, like, yeah. Look Why at... did you fucking? He must have lost all his money on fucking Wall Street crash. But then again, they're not time travelers. 
So they don't actually know what's going to be successful in the future. I mean, you think they would like be quite intelligent for living for like hundreds of years, but yeah, like why? Do, why the fuck didn't they just put a dollar into the fucking bank and like in like five fifty <laughs> years? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because they have to keep changing their names, don't they? That's what he said. Like, he had to change his name. But, like, he put all of his stuff in a will and then changed his name and then collected it under that name. I mean, I'm pretty sure they do that later on. Yeah. But, um... Well, I'm glad you listened because I didn't listen to a fucking thing. <laughs> uh, there's one thing that, uh, just a quick fun note that I've got just after this bit is obviously we go a little bit more into Brenda. And a little bit of a fact about Brenda. Did anyone get where she was born? Oh, jeez. Bre- who's Brenda? Brenda, the character. Brenda, the main what, character. As in, the, in the film? In the oh, film, the main, yeah. woman. Wait, the main woman he's trying to shag, or the woman he's yeah, married yeah. to? What? The main woman. The main woman, like, who's, who's the, the sword collector. Like, oh. She, uh... she was born and from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh, as in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Scranton, the office. Office. There you go. I mean, the, the second most famous person from Scranton besides Michael Scott himself. He's, Bre- he's Brenda. <laughs> Brenda herself. So, yeah, talking about Brenda then. Um, Brenda goes back to this car park to try and investigate further. And then he's there already, Connor. Uh, getting his sword. Yeah, Connor follows her. Third Queen song, One Year of Love. Love this song, though, to be fair, as well. Uh, and then he just admits, straight up admits, like, oh, yeah, um, I've been stalking you. <laughs> weird, like. So with the dialogue in, she's just like, oh, okay. And then she just starts following him. He walks out and she starts following him. So he was stalking her, now she's stalking him. And then... Um, so relationship made in heaven. Next thing, she she just gets grabbed um, by him as this Gorgon appears and then the fight begins with the Gorgon, the first fight. Um, but then I think this is the point where we get to the flashback of Sean Connery. <laughs> Got plenty of quotes for this scene, don't you worry. So, Sean Connery appears. What were we saying about Sean Connery? I mean, these two quotes sum him up very well. The two quotes that are used in the film to describe Sean Connery are Spanish peacock and you look like a woman, you haggis. You look like a woman, you haggish. You are a Spanish peacock. Because all he does is make the other actor, the main actor, look really shit. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, he did have some, like, bad lines well, in the I, film as well. Sean yeah. Like, Google this dude. Was this French dude, like, mates with the director as well? <laughs> Got to be in it. It's got to be, in it? I feel like uh, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make you a superstar. It feels like, like if, if I ever became star. really famous and I directed a film and then put Jared as the main, nobody wants to see it. 
But uh, yeah, so he's there. He introduces himself to Connor, and um, and he explains that him and this Gorgon, Kurgan or whatever it's called, uh, are Kurgan. both immortals. And uh, the uh, so, up both... the one thing. Go on. The one thing, like you're saying, like I assume Kurgan knows he's immortal. Yeah. And you're saying he says the line that can be only one and he yeah. knows all about the the immortal histories and he knows how to kill him because that's what he's been doing so why when he kills christopher lambert does he not go for the head you tell me should have gone for the head <laughs> should have gone for the head he just stabs him and goes oh yeah i've killed you now great you should know that he's not gonna die like that mm-hmm. like you literally fucking saw him like <laughs> before didn't he? yeah like you already saw him before yeah, so the plot is that like there's there's all got to battle each other, because um, there can only be one, the only one, one, Jesus. And the one that w- is left is granted mortality, or they could just chop each chop their heads off if they wanted to just die. Um, yeah, like you could just commit suicide, like. But like, I mean, why like... live, bro? Like. This is this is like Aaron's favorite bit coming up now. Like I want to say, this is one of your favorite lines coming up. Go on, because like I said, he's explaining everything that's happening, and all of a sudden lightning happens, and blah blah mm. blah. And then what is it that Sean Connery says? Go for it. I'll let you go for this one. <laughs> it's the quickening. <laughs> it's, it's the quickening. <laughs> <laughs> There's just knacking in that. But no, like, because obviously, at first, Christopher Lambert's character does Connor McLeod doesn't actually believe that he's immortal. And then Sean Connery, they kind of have like a cratty kid montage where they're like on the boat and they're kind of like trying to balance on the end of it. Then he pushes them in, and then here comes one another fav- one of my favorite lines. And I put a note on here saying Tommy Wiseau is a better actor. <laughs> and it's the bit where he falls in the war and he goes, Help me! I'm drowning! I'm drowning! <laughs> e- Jeez. It's bad. It's yeah. bad. So, yeah, I mean, they have a bit of training and then um, you meet. I love the this... bit where he's running down the beach. Like, I don't know why that was he funny. He feels the stag! He feels the stag. Do you think he came up with it? The thing life? is, though, like, this is like actually like I've seen this shit in other films, like feel the animals breathing and that, and it actually works. But in this film, it's like I'm laughing at it. Like yeah. it's trying to be serious, but I'm laughing. <laughs> it's so forth. It's so forth. Um. So yeah, I mean, they're training for a bit, and then I think this is the point where he meets uh, he meets the second love interest. Of Highland, or maybe third if you count that Rachel, and um, and nah, he's he's only ever been with the Blondie, hasn't he? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, this what this this is the one that gets like really old. Like, and you, yeah. I, I feel like she's only there. Where for a are bit. we? We are in the Highlands. Where else would we be? <laughs> really, Connor? <laughs> I mean, it's just she's just there for that. <laughs> For that, uh, who wants to live forever? I, I reckon. I reckon Queen probably put this. <laughs> this 
scene in it. Because yeah. like, oh yeah, we've got this song as well. And the like, director's like, right, that doesn't really fit. Actually, don't worry about it, I'll sort it out, I'll put a scene in. Alright, let's put it in there. So yeah, um, it's just, it's so depressing that scene as well, isn't it? So depressing to see, watch her die. And uh, at this point as well, like, is that, is he, he's not in it long, is he, Sean Connery? Mm, he doesn't need to be in the film. No, no. He is for like 10 minutes. Yeah, I thought when I was younger, I thought he was in it for like the whole film. But um, yeah, I didn't realise I watched it recently. I was like, nah, he's in it for like 10 minutes. Uh, so yeah, he, yeah, he fights the Gorgon at this point and he's like, he's, he's just battered. He's absolutely battered from it. Um, yeah, like, you know what I mean? A Spanish swordsman, he, he's fucking sick, yeah. I've seen Princess Bride. I know how good they are. Exactly. Killed my, you killed my father. Prepared to die. I got him. It. He's his partner. Um, whatever his fucking name is, McCorkin or whatever. McCorkin. Mm. Connor McClane. Yeah, his partner is fit. Like his partner. Yeah, the one he was like married to. Oh right, you mean who that like, dies of old age? Yeah, yeah, she was good. Look, like when she was younger, she's like really good looking. But I put I put a note on like bad makeup for when she looks old. Like she looks <laughs> terrible old. Like she yeah, looks... I'm not gonna criticize that because like, it you know what I mean? Like six. it's the eighties and like you know, well, Back to the Future did it better. CGI and that. And, like, you just gotta like let it slide, don't you? I'll let, I'll let that one thing slide with the film Highlander, that the, the makeup wasn't that bad on her. Um, so, yeah, it, it goes back to uh, 1985 New York, and this is where um, we meet Rachel, like I said before, and she's we see that Nazi scene where he's just shooting down the Nazi, and then she <laughs> suddenly ages like 70 years, even though we saw another girl do that in a previous scene. And just show it again with a different woman. Uh, so yeah, she's Rachel's his secretary, I guess. Um, and uh, they own like an antiques dealership, and uh, they've got this. And obviously, his prized possession is this amazing sword that he's got, and he collects these swords. And the police are nagging round, keep going round. Um, and then. This is a part as well when he meets that other guy, isn't it? That's like his mate on the bridge. Another yeah, scene. Coming in. Mm. Um, but I think the scene after this is where is the it's the Gorgon fighting, isn't it? Yeah, which has obviously got the greatest quote in all of the film. Yeah, I mean this scene alone, like. I mean, the fight's not that bad in this scene, to be fair. Like, the sword fighting's better than it, it, it is in the first scene. I think he probably did more prep for the film, Clancy Brown, than uh, Lambert did. But mm. So, yeah, he's fighting it in, and then <laughs> he whips the guy's head off. Oh, does, wait, does he injure him first? Some guy just turns up with a machine gun, doesn't he? <laughs> Out of nowhere. Some guy just pulls over in his car. He's got his machine gun. Stop shooting him down, and then he cuts the guy's head off, and then he's literally just in the camera like Elijah Wood, like just floating his mouth about. 
And uh, this is the point that that old woman comes into the film um, as he rips the car apart, sits next to this old woman and just drives her around on the front of his car. <laughs> just... There's so much weird shit just going on in that scene. I'm just trying to find the exact quote just so I can, I can give it justice because it's a phenomenal line. I've got bits of it on here. What? When is it? When it what? It's during that fight scene. I just want to make sure that I've got the correct quote. Um, let me just open this up here so I can get it. Yeah, uh, we there's there's a part as well where like I think Brenda finds out that like the some guy years ago has the same handwriting. Um, and she's putting the pieces together. She's figuring out that, like, Connor has got to be, like, this amorphous guy. She's figured it out. Um, and then he's putting a... Oh, this is the part as well where, like, he puts... He's putting a candle down in the church on that Heather's birthday. Mm-hmm. And then, like, like yeah. I say, we've got the line, like, it's better to burn out than to fade away. But they can't buy because it's in church. Even though, like, you can, I mean, yeah. he's, he's doing so, nasty things with women, is he? Yeah, because this, yeah, because this is it. This is the line in the church, and he go because obviously he's talking about um, Ramirez was an effect snob. He died on his knees. I took his head and raped his woman before his blood was even cold. Ah, I see. Ramirez lied. She was not his woman. She was your woman, and she never told you. I wonder why. Perhaps I gave her something you never could, and secretly, she yearned for my return. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's my favourite line in the whole film. Mate, that's dark. You wouldn't get away with that for now. For my return. I mean, you should have got no, away with it He's basically glorifying rape in a film, right? Wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, imagine that in the line now. Imagine Krusty Krab saying that to Swim. They yearn for the Krusty Krabs. Saying about Plankton. Like, you can imagine him just saying it to Plankton, like. <laughs> we yearn for your return. <laughs> he's really, he's bought, he's got a different hair as well, and he's shaved all his head. He's got, like, one bit of hair at the back at this point. Yeah just like what what is going on you know what I mean? um so yeah brenda's gone up to connor she's like are you this highlander are you, are you the man the myth the legend connor mcleod and um mitts the uh immortality but uh then he pops up again the gorgon and just finds and just kidnaps her. Kidnaps her just to get Connor to come out. Um, and he says, tells everyone about, like, I think he, um, he says, tells Rachel he's going to die or something like that. This is this is the end. Um, and then he goes up to that um, Silver Cup Studios. I've, I've seen that in, in loads of films, though, that where they actually have the fight. It's a cool setting, to be fair. And then this, there's a 
is a long, long duel at this point. Um, with um, I think the fighting's better in this one, in this this scene than it has been in like the others. But then obviously, Connor wins. Connor, Connor defeats the Gorgon, and then Gosh. obviously. That, uh, then we, yeah, we just get the Jesus, like all the power is coming onto Connor, like the quickening, the quickening is happening, <laughs> and he gets all the power onto him, and he's he is becoming the only one. He is the only one. Um, Until we die in peace. Mm. And but my thought is, when did he know that he's like? Gonna be unable to die. What do you mean? So, when does he find out that he can't die? Sean Connery says to him, doesn't he? Does he? Are you talking right, about? So here's like, my question. There's a bit where he's like walking in the water, doesn't he? But, no, but here's my question. So, like, he must have grown up to the age he is, yes. Mm. Yeah, then he gets stabbed and dies. So I guess you the quickening happening when you like die essentially. The quickening yeah, probably... is when one of the immortals die and the power goes to the rest of them. All right, yeah. no, because what I'm saying is like he doesn't age, where Sean Connery is aged older than he did. If you get me, but can't die. How does that work? Well, I thought I thought it was when he died, he got the power of immortality. That's what I'm assuming, yeah. I mean, but it's another one of the things it doesn't get explained at all. So I guess you have, I guess you have to die to become immortal. That's a bit of a weird but then, one. But then, why would he be like, no one will fight me, like no one will fight him? And why is the Gorgon like singling him out? Like, why does he want him? Because it. Because obviously there will there will be like aliens because aren't they like in one of the films aren't they from another planet or something? Oh my god, like I think this one's bad. Yeah, so like apparently they are like other other beings, aren't they, that have been put on this earth? I don't so think they, they know who one. they know who they all are. Well, no, to me, I assumed it was just, you you couldn't die when you died. But the issue with that is like you could have had a near death experience at like I mean you could have died at three years old but not die. So you're just going to be three mm. years old the rest of your fucking life. Could you imagine doing backflips as a three-year-old fighting Kurgan? Because, like, <laughs> I'm sure Sean Connery, because he's older, the character is a good character. Point. He must have died when he was, like, 60-odd and not died. Yeah, you've got a yeah. good point there, to be fair. I don't know. He doesn't I, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't I guess... even, you ask the director this, he won't know. Like, he wouldn't have a clue, would he? The director doesn't give a fuck about this film. When he died, did it? <laughs> I mean, so, you, yeah, you completely right. missed the line of Conor McLeod, the Conor McLeod. Conor McLeod, the Clan McLeods. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I've heard that. That's a tongue like twister right there. Go on, Jared. Five times in a row. Conor McLeod, the Conor McLeod, the Conor McLeod, the Conor McLeod, the Conor McLeod. Wait, what was it? Conor McLeod of the Conor McLeod, Clan of McLeod. Conor McLeod, the Clan of McLeod. The Clan of McLeod. Oh. Connor McLeod, the clan of McLeod. Connor McLeod, the clan of the cloud. <laughs> you can't do it. 
they came in. Connor McLeod, the Connor McLeod. <laughs> Still yeah. about so Scottish accent in him. Yeah. I, I am half Scottish, thanks. <laughs> it, it finishes the film with uh, he returns to Scotland. He's convinced. I mean, that's that's probably like one of the most unbelievable things in the whole film, really. Like convincing her to move from New York to Scotland. But um, it's because she's got a, a million dollar sword. Yeah, she's got a that's million dollar sword. And everyone. <laughs> And they can live a mortal life and have mortal children and all this. And uh, he's seen the the path that Ramirez has given Sean Connery, and um, he's found peace among humanity. So that was Highlander. Yeah. I want to say like how I want to do these is you know like Top Gear how they do like the 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 guests and they have a board. I reckon we should rank these movies and also maybe something else that can stay with the film. Um, so maybe like the villains. So in this, in this, with this movie on the scoreboard now, okay, gonna have to go in first place. So there it stays in first. Place. It will move. I'm sure it will. <laughs> so, I mean, my score for this was. I wouldn't pause it when I went for a piss. <laughs> <laughs> you could have missed a great line of dialogue. What would you rate it out of ten? Four. Oof. Four's all Oof. right. Two out. To me, three. four is like ah, <laughs> oh, I haven't got me book on me. I've got a book in it. I like so. I've I've given better movies than this, worse than this. I think it was just like. <laughs> It intrigued me. Yeah. The like, story's good, though. intrigues me. Like I say, the story's really good. Like, this is getting done with Henry Cavill as Conor McLeod. Yeah, this could be really good. And it so, won't be, though. Don't fuck it I up. don't know. I mean, there's a possibility it might be. Um, I, th- I, hope it, I feel like it's a series, and longer, it would be explained better. I think it'd be better chronologically. Yeah, put this put this in the hands of HBO for six episodes. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) easy, done. Yeah, better than Sopranos. Yeah, it it definitely would be. (laughs) It would win all the Emmys, all of them. Um, I mean, for I couldn't rate it. Like, it's a it's one of them personal films. I I'd probably give it a straight five or six. Five or six, um, but it's it's just like, like I say, it's just it's crap, but it's good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that is literally the issue. It's like there is something there, it just mm. didn't done right. The execution's so bad on it. What about you, Jamie? What are you saying? Where are you where are you ranking it score wise? Three, three. Yeah, and it's lucky it got that. <laughs> uh, the only saving graces were three birds, hammer to fall, some great lines that I can use at people like you cruising for a piece of ass, the peacock, uh, your Spanish peacock, uh, you look like a woman, you haggis. Uh, 
Um, and then when I go back to football and I start the league and I'm absolutely smashing everyone, I can literally just go, walk down the pitch going, they all run away. No one will play me. <laughs> hey. Oh, my God. And, oh of course, the God. greatest line ever, she yearned for my return. She yearned for my return. But the film is awful and the acting is terrible. And... I say Tommy Wiseau is a better actor, uh, although I would give the room an eight. Um, <laughs> I, I reckon. Say. I reckon it. I reckon we we rank something else as well as the overall film. So I, I reckon something maybe like a villain, something like that. What? Okay, what I'm else? sure with Jared's pick and my something pick, that I want to rank. Uh, Dialogue, <laughs> lines, yeah. iconic lines. <laughs> An iconic line. Be- yeah. Best accent. Yeah, best accent. <laughs> because the next film, I'm sure there's accents in there as well. Wigs. Or, uh, what's uh, consistent? His accent, film? out of what we're going out of like three, I'd give him a one. <laughs> like, he tried, but like he failed. <laughs> it's surely a minus. No, I'd give him a one out of three. He's a trier. He's a trier, to be fair. He tried, but failed. Yeah. Um, no, actually, you know what? Fuck it. I think, I think his accent was pretty good. It's just Sean Connery's was actually a Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know what I mean? That's like putting, like, somebody from Newcastle next to somebody from London and say, right, you do a Newcastle accent. Right, you do a Newcastle accent. Yeah, but if you ask, like, Charlie Hunting, uh, the guy from newcastle the gentleman guy i'm sure he'd he's the gentleman him. well he's in from the gentleman and green street and uh some oh like charlie hunnell he ain't got no fucking newcastle accent well it's like jody <laughs> coleman isn't it she's scouse no yeah scouse land it's like uh yeah. gillian anderson's bilingual isn't she yeah um, I think if you're looking to do it, I think with the film that Jared's going to pick and the film that I'm going to pick, I would either say villains or best line from the film. It's too hard to pick uh, best line from the film, I think, is a good one. All right, then. Uh, we'll do the best line, then. If you, if you just pick that... I'm we can, we can all pick a favourite line. We, we all right, all right let's do that. Then, and then yeah. we'll pick the greatest line for... The greatest line ever. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that. Uh, okay. My, my favourite simple. It's easy. It's it's a kind of magic. Just because he looks at the camera. <laughs> that is literally my fucking line because it's so out of place. Yeah. He literally just turns around and says, "It's kind of magic." Like, <laughs> you know, it's like a fourth wall break. He's just like you. You know, like you know, we're on about a queen song here. <laughs> But the worst part is, though, like Jared started doing it, started going into the song. He doesn't even try and go into the song. He just goes, "It's kind of magic." Yeah, it's a kind of magic. I bet he's never even heard of fucking Queen. Especially if Queen came in afterwards and the music wasn't even in the film. Yeah. He must have said he that. Like... He must. He's even pre-recorded that line. He's like dying as well, isn't he? He's like, and then he's like, "It's a kind of magic." Oh, yeah, that's gonna be mine. Nah, I think. I've, oh, I guess Jamie's gonna go for Yearn for my return. 
It's the greatest one. I, I, I like both. I for my return. I think that's my favourite line, but I think it's a kind of magic who's sort of fucking place. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you cruising for a piece of ass. Yeah, that, I mean, that's good, but it's just like, I, I just find it's it's iconic, it's a kind of magic. And I, I honestly use that like all the time, so it's a kind of magic. Right, it's so bad. I've got I've got on here. Um, we didn't talk about it, but I've got a quote on here that I wrote down. Hopefully, you can help me. It says, "He's your cousin, man." Was somebody talking about having sex with the cousin? I no. Um, Duncan, One of the police uh... officers. Oh right, no, I know Duncan's Connor's cousin. He's I don't he's in this briefly, but he becomes like the main character in the other films. Mm. I reckon yeah. we should go through the sequels. Right, he's right, your cousin, right. man. <laughs> no, can you just right, give me a summary? Like, what about the sequels? Because like, where did they go from here? So the second one, Aliens Come, starts off. <laughs> oh, Connor's, it's sorry. No. Just to confirm as well, Christopher Lambert is in all four, yeah? Yeah, so Connor's really old in the second one. And it's like it's like 2001, something like that. Uh, it's, it's probably like 2010, let's say, uh, in a futuristic world. And it's Quite like, it's, it's Blade Runner. It's like it's like the most Blade Runner thing you've ever seen. Like, the everything's, like, everything's like gone crazy. The world's just gone to shit. And he's really old. He's on his own, like must have fell out with Brenda. And I think he goes to a play. <laughs> Do you want to come back for the second film? I think he goes to a play, right? And he's watching Hamlet. And then out of nowhere, these aliens come. And as these aliens come to uh, the world, also another random idea in it, there's no, no reason to apart. They've created a sun. So in this earth, this hypothetical, like, futuristic earth, they've made this sun. Don't know how, but they've done it. Um, what, the, what the fuck is this? You've said, like, about six things I and I don't know what's going so, on. Aliens so, come. Aliens so basically, come earth have made the sun to basically have, like, energy and light. Yeah, yeah, because the world has gone so bad at this point. Um, okay. So they made renewable energy. Let's give him that. Alright. Um, so... How aliens come, about? and then as soon as they hit the atmosphere, aliens, all like the Highlanders just come back to life. Oh, so, so, like Sean Connery just comes in. They're watching this Hamlet play. Sean Connery comes up on stage, and then he picks up the skull, and he's like, "Is that me?" He's <laughs> 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 so weird. So yeah, then there's like aliens at this point. I can't remember. Like, is the same, the same villain? Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think Gorgon's in it, but all the others like come back to life. And um, so like he's matey, he's black, and uh, like all the heads have been chopped off. How did he come back? I don't know. Well, I don't know. And then he's got a scar around the neck. Where they've kind of like done up on top. <laughs> no, I think they just fully come back to life. And then the third one It is a is kind like, of magic. The third one's so low budget. Honestly, like it's it's like made with about ten grand. The whole film's in a mountain. It's like there's one Highlander 
that's been in like a mountain trapped in there and then he, he awakens from this mountain and it's just about him. It's 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 a bit down to earth, it's the third one. But is then it the, the same fourth dude, one. Though? Did he stick with it? You what? Is it the is same dude? Christopher Lambert? Yeah, it's Christopher Lambert, yeah, yeah. Um and then the fourth one. Uh, maybe... Yeah, that's Christopher Lambert. You what? Are you talking about Christopher Lambert, the main guy, Connor McLeod? He's in all four of them. Yeah. Oh, I thought he had a French name. Yeah. Um, no. And then in the fourth one, Endgame, it's literally like he teams up with his... He, Connor's not that good at this point, it, which is weird because you followed him for like four movies at this point and then he just says, like, I'm not that strong. I'm not I'm not strong. I can't... I, um, I'm not strong as, like, my cousin. His cousin, he's, like, just randomly in it he's in this film he's in the first one um so his cousin duncan and connor have to team up. and then he they fight this like really weird alien um i think i'm trying to look or am i thinking of men in black 2. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do fight the alien in Men in Black 2 on top of the uh, the tower. I might have got mixed up with my Men in Black 2, but I know they fight this like, weird thing uh, at the end of Endgame. I can't, honestly, I, I've seen that once years ago. And then there's a full series as well. There's a full series. But that's not Christopher Lambert. No, that's his uh, cousin, Duncan. Um, let's, see, let's see this. Um... What? Under Endgame, what? I mean, right, so... especially now, Endgame, there's only one Endgame. The time is the year 2000, and by now, Kel has become the most invincible immortal ever, to, ever uh, with a supernatural strength of 600 immortals. <laughs> he has killed, over, killed everyone over centuries. Kel is ready to win the game at any cost. And the only thing that stands in his way is the existence of Duncan and Connor McLeod. Connor McLeod, Connor McLeod. Connor McLeod. Connor McLeod, the Connor McLeod. I wonder if they've got the aliens. Oh, also, Jamie, the second one, do you know what the second one's called? The Quickening? Yeah. <laughs> that's why I kept saying the Quickening. That's why it's called. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just looking at like. Then it's just Highlander three in it, and then Highlander Endgame. I've just like clicked on a thing like Tom Cruise in for new Highlander movie. Yeah, it'd be good that. Love Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, it, when you're it, talking it, about aliens, I assume they're just like human looking aliens. They're not like little white or green guys. Oh, no. They or they're like people. animals. Oh, fair enough. No, like, like sometimes when they get like weird little squid animals with like eight legs, like, we... Kong, like Kong and Kang from Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see if there's a quick plot for the second one because I might have got it completely wrong when they're thinking about me. The Quickening! Uh, in the sci-fi fantasy sequel, Connor McLeod has become an elderly man after losing his immortality. 
living in a bleak future where the world is protected by solar. Oh yeah, from solar radiation with a massive shield. So they've got this massive shield as his son. Uh, McLeod regains his youth when he kills two assassins from his home planet. So these aliens that come, mm-hmm. the results in an ongoing battle with a villain as uh, powerful Jen. Um, but McLeod receives help when his noble friend Joanna Ramirez returns. There you go. And I we will not be like you're seeing he's an old man yet. Sean Connery is literally older than him. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but it goes back to his youth and his long brown hair. I want to say the villain as well in like Highlander 2 is the guy from Scrubs. Um, what guy? John C. McKinley? Yeah. Dr. Fox? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I think, I think so. <laughs> How weird. Let's have a look. We've got Highlander 2. Yeah, Highlander it is. It's John C. McKinley? Yeah, yeah. It is? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you kind of want to watch it now. Like, you first Dr. Cox. Highlander 2. I don't think he's the main guy, the main bad guy, but he's no, one no, of them. No, no, the main bad guy's the guy from... Is he in Top Gun? Oh, Michael Ironside. Yeah, he's like one of the pilots in Top Gun, isn't he? Is he? I have no idea. Michael Ironside. He's, he's been in a lot of stuff, Michael Ironside, I'm sure he has. But uh, yeah, he is in Top Gun. Yeah, there he is. Right. Yeah. He's in Top Gun, Total Recall, um, Free Willy, Ugh. the next Karate Kid, loads of random stuff. He's also in Starship Troopers, which is a nice segue to you, Jared. Yes, so originally I did want to do Drive as the film to watch, but mm-hmm. I thought I'd give... Um, I thought I'd let Aaron off because I know he doesn't want to watch it again. I will. Because he knows it's not going to be as good as what it, he, he has. Yes, I, I want to watch Battleship Troopers. Starship, Starship Troopers. Fuck, I don't even know the name. I, I want to watch Battleship with name. Rihanna. Battleship. Wow. We're meant to play. Starship Troopers, the 1997 movie. Get to the chopper. Casper Van Dien. Dina Mayer, Denise Richards, Jake Busey, Neil Patrick it's Harris, because, Patrick um, Muldoon, Michael Ironside, and Seth Gilliam. Directed by uh, Paul. Said it was really good, and I don't believe him. By Paul Verhoeven, who also directed all of the classic movies like RoboCop, Total Recall, Basic Instinct, Showgirls, and Hollow Man. Well, we'll see if so, it's any good because Kieran had to be really good. It has good. been rated okay, Starship Troopers. Um, I think it. I think it's got okay ratings. I have seen this film before, a very long time ago. So I'll happily, like I said, go watch this. Have you again. seen this, uh, Aaron? No, I've never. I've never seen it. I, I, I know, like uh, some some people like love this film, but um, what's the twist thing with it? Like it's actually. Is this the one that's actually like uh, meta, or is that something else? I think that's yeah. what he said. It's something to do with like 
I don't know. It's like about like the thing. US government, the government at the time, something like that. I can't remember something what it's along said. those lines, yeah. But it it's got sixty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes with a seventy percent audience score. So there you go. Well, we've Whereas, got fourteen we months come... to watch it. Anyway, we've so. got fourteen months. Did you just say? Yeah. <laughs> is that when the next episode's coming? And then Highlander. Highlander is actually higher. Yeah, weirdly enough, you may also like Highlander. What the fuck? Did you get that? Yeah, you may also like Starship Troopers. I'm on Rotten Tomatoes. You may also like Highlander. Like, what? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I'm on Highlander at the minute, and it says you might also like Starship Troopers, Stargate, Conan the Barbarian, Goldeneye, and Waterworld. Goldeneye is incredible. We should do all these films. Oh my god, Goldeneye. What a film. I've never seen Conan the Barbarian. I've not. What everyone says about like well, what world? I want to see that. <laughs> what world's good? Well, maybe you can pick it for your next pick because obviously, after we have watched your film, it would be my choice to decide, and I wonder what it will be. It's not. It's not going to be. You will find out at the end of our episode dedicated to the sci-fi classic Starship Troopers. But before we do do that episode, we do have unfinished business. We will be doing our top 10 greatest TV shows ever. Part two, where we'll be looking at the greatest comedy TV shows. That will be our next episode to be released. Then it will be back to the Starship Troopers. And then we will see what happens from that point. So that is it for Highlander. It got an average of 4.5, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're 4.5. And it's number one in the leaderboard. And it's number one on the leaderboard for now. So, as we say goodbye, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Greatest Movie Ever Podcast, wherever you are listening. Make sure to press that follow button so you never miss an episode. And to finish us off, Aaron... Give us a quote. It's better to burn out than to fade away.